Good morning. Thank you for joining us today on Becca's World. I'm your host, Blind Becca. Today we're recording the 25th episode of The Blind View, and we're opening the show with an emailed question from a viewer. So let's get started. Okay. So the question that we received is, I have a blind friend whose family has disowned her after pursuing a long-distance relationship and moving out of state. Since returning to her hometown, she has become distant, and I have noticed signs of depression and suicidal thoughts. As a life coach, is there any way you could help or refer resources to help? Thank you. Okay, so the state in which this is going on, I happen to know there's at least two training facilities this young blind woman could attend, but going to a blind facility, school for training isn't easy because it's costly and most people can't afford to pay for it. So, but the taxpayers will pay for it. What you need to do is contact your voc rehab office and get signed up for vocational rehabilitation training and they will evaluate this young woman and they will help her get into one of the schools in that state where I know, like I, like I said, I know there's at least mm. two, I think maybe four different training centers in the state I'm speaking of. And she could go to any one of those and get the independent, the daily living skills that she needs to live independently. She could get the, the training to learn Braille and use um, accessible computer technology. She could get training on how to use a cane or eventually get a guide dog if that was her choice. Um, there's all kinds of training that she could get. And that's what is what I would recommend. And do any of our panelists have any other recommendations? I would say, I would add to that, Becca, that um, the, uh, her state would be able to evaluate her mental status as well before sending her to a school like that. Um, they would send her um, for, for care or treatment first um, to make sure that she's ready to enter into a, um, any kind of training. And it would not, it would not fall under her um, as a burden to pay for. Um, it, so that is something that she doesn't have to worry about. Um, but it is important um, if she is trying to reach a level of independence um, that she be evaluated. Um, it's very confusing when we go through so many changes and rapidly sometimes as um, we lose our vision or um, later in life, or maybe we've had uh, vision loss for our entire lives and we have not actually dealt with it until we're older. And um, sometimes it hits everybody differently. Um, we do, as humans, have a tendency to mourn loss and vision is one of those things. Um, and it can lead to, you know, those detrimental um, suicidal thoughts. Um, I'm not going to speak from my personal experience because I don't want to project my own, um, my own experience onto this person. But I do know that she, it would be a good idea, like you said, for her to be evaluated. Yeah. It Losing your eyesight is, in my case, I will say I was getting depressed. I was because my life is a story about loss. I lose my vision, 
lose the capability of doing this and that. And, and I will have to say that just me going, getting O&M training and also after that, going get me a guide dog that has helped me a little bit. Do I still get depressed sometimes? Yes. Depression is a normal thing and how deep you get is where you need to find out if you need to get help with medication or from a psychiatrist or something. So being depressed is normal. So it's not abnormal for her to have it. It's just how deep her depression is. That's where she needs to get the help from. Well, and I know as someone who dealt with new blindness later in life, um, I was 12 years old when I went blind. You know, you really tend to feel helpless and trapped. And um, if this young woman isn't being told how to get access to training and stuff to become an independent person, I can see why she'd be frustrated. And so that's why I just thought we could all share what we know or what we've experienced. Um, I've experienced a lot, <laughs> but I don't, I don't want to project it. So Larry, Larry, were you, is there something you would like to share? Dealt with blindness all my life. And there are aspects of it that are depressing, even for those that have dealt with it all their life. Mm -hmm. And the, because, just because the old adage is, if you don't, you can't miss what you never had. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The old adage is, you can't miss what says that you can't miss what you never had. But society makes us who have never had the sight aware of what we do not have, whether they mean to or not. And me, I can speak for sort of disowning. I haven't so much been disowned as dismissed by my family, most of my extended family. And I came to, that is an issue in this uh, person's, in this woman's uh, problem too. And that is an issue I have dealt with. And finally, after a long time, I went to a reunion of the family and then I came out of there realizing I don't know these people, but then they don't know me either. So why should I even care anymore? Right. And, you know, couple that and we, yes, we don't know if this woman is a recent, uh, uh, her sight loss is recent or if it has been a decline over the years, such as Tim's, or suddenly, uh, like Becca's was, but it, 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 there's so many issues involved that they, this person needs to get her depression stuff somewhat under control before she can even start. And finding a blind organ, finding organizations that can help you. Is only half the problem, half the battle. You need to be ready to have positive influences put in. And as long as you're feeling out of it and depressed and suicidal, as it were, you're not ready for those input 
positives and nobody can force them on you yet. But once you get past that point and once you're ready to start recovering and start living life as normally as you can as a blind person, this is how you can go about doing it. That's what yes. I wanted to share with our viewers. Yes. Becca, you can't, and the other thing is you can't change people. Mm -hmm. People have to want to change themselves. Yeah. And that's something that everybody forgets. Mm-hmm. That is true. Oh, Leon's here. Yep. Hi, Leon. Thanks for joining us. Hello. Um, does anybody else have anything they would like to add on this situation? Well, yes. More advice for this young person? Yes. Okay, what would you like to say? My vision came way late in life. I was 37. You mean your and blindness? I, yeah. And you said your um, vision. Same thing. Okay. <laughs> um, um, and I had three kids in a house and was going to school and working part-time. So, and I was driving. So, talk about a sudden halt to almost everything. Yeah, it was a big revision on my part. And, yeah, depression tried to come at me. But I had two choices, sink or swim. And with all of that coming at me and the way it was sitting up, I didn't have time to jump in depression's lake and stay put. I had to get busy because I had three kids to take care of and everything else. So I decided to find the help I needed. Um, I wound up with a therapist who showed me coping skills. There's not too many therapists that do know how to do this. But this particular lady, bless her heart, I still talk to her. Um, she showed me how to deal with coping skills because my disorder is multi-systemic. It affects more than just my eyes. So at any point in given time throughout the years that I've had it, it can affect one part of my body or another. And I have to be ready for when that hits. So dealing with those coping skills helped me to overcome a lot of the depression that tried to come at me it also prepared me to be a stronger person with my kids and everything else i still went back to school i still start still worked i still ran a house and dealt with three kids so um i had to shift a little bit in how i did things but I did get it done. And like Kim said, you have to be ready to make those changes. You've got to be. Because if you're not ready and you don't ever feel you're ready, then it won't change. But if you're really ready to do something about it, then you're going to make those moves to do so. And you will have some people positive around you to do it. Yep. And you can, when you realize you have to make those changes, you can either figure it out on your own or there are training places you can go to get a leg up on it and get it, you know, maybe a little bit faster. So um, I, I went, lived as a blind person for many, many years before I finally got my, what's called, um, what do they call it? Um, Non-visual skills training. Um, and let me tell you, that really revolutionized my life. They teach you to live every aspect of your life without your 
sight at all. So then you can literally do anything you set your mind to without your vision. You know what I mean? And I was already halfway to that point before I got that training anyway, just by force of having to live so many years without anything at all. But I just feel like it's a really good training. And so I want to make sure our viewers know it is out there. Well, I'm like my situation was something like Joetta's when I lost my eyesight later in life, you know, going from working to all of a sudden not having eyesight, you know, the depression did kick in. I mean, I was literally suicidal. I was, I was suicidal. And, you know, when I went to the state, they wanted me to go to, to, you know, to the school for the blind off, you know, and I wasn't ready to go. Like Kim said, you have to be, your mind has to be ready to go. Cause I was, I was still in the, in the denial stage, mm -hmm. you know, once I went to the lighthouse for the blind and I went to the blindness acceptance class and that I could find out that I could live my life as a, as a blind person. That's when everything started coming together slowly, but surely. Then, then I made a decision to go, you know, you know, to the school for the blind in Austin, Texas. And that's why I met Joetta. <laughs> So once you made that decision, do you feel like it was a, a good decision to go for your mm -hmm. training? Mm-hmm, because once that decision, I had, but I had to make it. You know, mm -hmm. once I accepted the fact that my eyesight was not coming back, that's when everything started coming together. Like, okay, what what can I do? And I'll be damned, I, I can't live a full life. You know, but that, like you said, that young lady has to accept the fact that, you know, you're blind. You, you have to accept that, you know, you are blind. And no one's going to, um, excuse me, I had to go to a therapist because the Chris Cole School, they, at, the, at the time, they didn't want to accept you if you didn't have a therapist say so. You know, um, wow. I think it was the best decision I ever made. Now, I guess, in look at me now. This is a word, so much, not so much to the blind person, but to the friend who wrote about the person. The best thing you can do as this person's friend is to support them and love them and yes. be there for them. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. this, if this young person is going through anything like what I went through, her, the people who should be loving and supporting her the most are probably telling her that she can't do anything because they don't know that with proper training, she can literally do anything she sets her mind to, even though she's blind. You know, I have family members that think that even what I've accomplished as a vision impaired person, they still doubt me. They, you know, but that's the fun thing about it. I like proving them wrong. You know? Oh, yeah. The funny thing about it, when they come to the house, they don't see all those awards sitting over there or, or mounted on the wall. I'm like, you can't be that. You must be as blind as me because it's right there in front of you. What have what I've, what I've, what I've, excuse me, what I've accomplished, you know? <laughs> And it's either you don't either you don't want to see it or you just don't want to look at it. Same thing. Sorry, but you refuse know, but, to believe it. Yeah, and you, it comes from within. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I had cousins that literally said, "I did not know you were doing that." I'm like, as long as you come to this house since I've been blind, you never bothered to look at those awards over there. You never bothered to look at them. That amazes me. <laughs> yeah. You know, is my graduation certificate for the school of the blind. But 
you know, that, that only got me launched in, in, into doing all of this. Look at the, the, the school accolades and, and, you know, honor society and all of that. You, but you didn't even bother to look at it. You just think that I just stay at home all day. It's a common misconception. Yeah, but that misconception has been there since the 1920s, unfortunately. Probably before that. Yeah, but I mean, just look back in the past. Everything, if a certain, if you, if you were blind back in the 1920s, uh, there was no hope for you. You got put in a sanitarium and that's it. You had no intrinsic value. You weren't a person that could be gainfully employed anywhere. So as far as they were concerned, you were just a lump. And they figured you couldn't do anything in your life, so they put you away in a sanitarium. And that stopped in like the mid-70s. Times have changed though, you guys. You know, when I joined the NFB, one thing I learned is there are blind lawyers, blind doctors, blind authors, blind teachers, blind everything out there. Like when you- You can do anything. Yeah, yeah, so, but I see I knew that before I joined the NFB, but when I joined the NFB, joining a group that was, you know, singing the same message I was singing really helps a lot. And the NFB, Absolutely. like, they'll never say you can't do something because you're blind, because literally, as NFB members, you said something before us, and we'll figure out how to do it as a blind person, no matter what it is. Blindness is not the characteristic that holds you yeah. back. Honestly, you can figure out how to use your blindness as a strength. Yep. You know, it, it is a challenge, but I love meeting that challenge. It's, it's fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. People wrong. And it's like, I can just I can just imagine the look on their face like you blind mother effer. You you <laughs> like yesterday. <laughs> You know, like yesterday, they were trying to make fun of me at, at, at my treatment center clinic. You know, how, how was I going to go vote and all that? I'm like the same way. I, I want to say something vulgar, but I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the same way, you know, um, I, I lay in bed and, and mess with women. Just, okay, you want to come join me? You know, mm -hmm. she just walked away. I'm like, don't, don't give me a smart remark. I'm going to give you a smart answer back. Well, you know, this is going to be my first year of using an accessible voting booth. And so I'll definitely talk about my experience on the blind yeah. news so people will know what it's like. Yeah, they gave, me a, they gave me a rubber condom this morning for my finger. What? Yeah, I'm going to show it to you. <laughs> I'm going to show it to you. <laughs> when you walk in, they give you a rubber condom that goes on your finger. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Jesus. It looks like a condom, but it goes on his finger. So guys, let's get to talking about my interior decorator who I've recently hired. Well, actually, I'm an interior designer. Okay, my interior designer <laughs> who I recently hired. Um, I was actually thinking about um, how it kind of goes along with the first topic um, and how, um, improving someone's life and making someone feel um, stable or um, less cluttered um, is well, always good. 
more focused, more um, in tune with their living environment um, is important to me. Um, I spent a long time going to school and learning um, building codes and about architecture and drawing and um, space planning, um, appropriate measurements for kitchens and baths and lighting and electrical and plumbing and flooring and all kinds of things that I'm not even touching in your house. Um, but it doesn't mean that I'm not capable of doing those things. I'm doing things in a slightly different way than I ever did before. And it also means that I'm explaining things a little bit differently to you too. Like we walked around your house and I literally walked you through the design mm -hmm. with, without it being there. <laughs> yeah. And you, um, she's, Kim is helping me figure out how to rearrange my home and my work environment, which are one in the same to make them work better for me, you know, and she's helping me get organized and she's helping me do all this stuff and it's really working out great. Well, and that, that's important to me, even um, in my own home. And I, I know that it should, it, it's important to a lot of people to um, feel safe and um, comfortable, fewer barriers, um, especially where they live. And you need to have things where you can access them um, easily. And that's what my goal is with your house. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so anyway, since Kim and I are friends anyway, and we're both on The View together, we kind of wanted to share this process with you guys as we're going through it. So Kim came over yesterday, and we sat down and, like, talked, and, and well, yesterday was your second time here, Kim, right? Um, I think, I mean, you've been here more than twice, but I think yesterday yeah. was the second time we met on my projects, and it's working, it's coming along really good. Yes. Ooh. That's out, that's outstanding. I like that. Keep the keep the momentum going. Keep the keep the movement going. Mm -hmm. uh, Is there any more you'd like to share on that, Kim? Well, and I'm also helping you with um, labeling and um, oh, yeah. brailing. That's um, part of the kitty organs. I was saying that your file. <laughs> um, that's what we worked on yesterday. Was brailing. Uh, yep. She's helping me get my filing system set up. So, because stuff is really happening for me now in my company and there's gonna be contracts coming forth and other documents I'm gonna to have to keep organized and in, you know, some kind of, uh, some kind of uh, organization that makes sense. And so she's helping me set all this up and I'm really glad. The other thing you could do besides the yeah, label, if you're not a very good braille reader, is yeah. to use the uh, pen friend or yep. pen friend to label stuff. Yep. Another thing I've got that too. It's like 2020 markers and like a white sticky label. You put the white sticky label on there and then you use a 2020 marker to clearly write what you want to write on there if your vision's good enough. Right. Yeah, um, that works too. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the thing about those, sometimes those smudge, um, I really feel like something tactile is the best. Yeah. Long term, um, yeah. <laughs> well, as of after this semester, I will be inside my engineering class courses, but I'm gonna I'm document that, see how that goes. Mm -hmm. But you know, I'm not the only one out there, but I met another blind student. Well, he's, he's already working in the engineering field in Tennessee. Awesome. So he's, and he's totally blind. So I'm in contact with him, see how this, see how he's doing and, mm -hmm. you know, keep it, you know, pray for me. <laughs> Leon, how do they handle things like AutoCAD? I'm, I don't know just yet. Um, we're gonna, right now, to get these get this map out the way these map mm -hmm. out the way first you know once i do that i did not be in doing I, i'll be in doing all of that but this doggone map has just been um, me allowed the last year this is my third time taking it not because i don't know how to do the map it's just having trouble you know having finding somebody to help me do my work <laughs> and you know my school has been well anal about you know trying to they think I'm cheating. I mean, they don't want me to cheat. I'm like, I'm not cheating. I'm just yeah. trying to find somebody to, you know, put the work, you know, put the work in for me so I can turn it in. I'm, I'm telling them what to put on there, you know, but, you know, it's finally coming together this semester. It's finally coming together. That's awesome. Yeah, but, you know. More and more blind engineers out there. Yeah. Um. But, you know, since I am the, the only blind student in my engineering school here, mm -hmm. I, I, I am the first, I had to be the guinea pig, unfortunately. I'm like, hell, y'all to name the school after me after this. <laughs> well, you know, guys, I kind of think like as blind people, when we have to figure out how to do stuff in new and inventive ways, that's kind of like being an engineer, isn't it? Uh, it kind of is. An innovator. So as a blind man, you probably already halfway there to thinking like an engineer, Leon. Did you say adapting is engineering, Larry? I said call it adaptive engineering. Because oh, you know, yeah. You know my old Christian we, college. Oh, go ahead, Larry. I'm sorry. Yeah, we adapt. We adapt to our situation and we engineer ways and workarounds to work for us. So. Mm. Well, you know, my old Christian university, what, what their motto is, huh? What is it, Leon? Faith brings us together, ingenuity sets us apart. I like my old, that was my um, eternal university's um, school motto. I'm like, hmm, I've been, I've been saying it ever since I got kicked out, but I still give them praise for that, for that motto, for that slogan. Sorry, guys. Shh. And you know, um, I got a, well, this tomorrow I got a meeting. I'm a, since I am the, the president of our dream chapter meeting, um, I like, I, I like our slogan there too. What is it? Um, it's not the hand that you dealt, it's how you played your cards. Huh? I'm like, mm-hmm, that's... That's life in general, period. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, but... There's always more than one way to do something. 
some of us have more, our cards are more interesting or, or bigger. You know what I mean? The car, some, for some of us, the cards that were dealt in life are just more interesting mm -hmm. cards or more bigger cards that we have to climb, you know, like bigger mountains. Mm -hmm. But yeah, everybody is dealt a hand in life. Well, hey guys, I've got a quick minute. I wanted to share with you the great news that you can now get my first book, Because You're Blind, in hardcover, paperback, and on Audible. See the links below. This is the story of what it was like waking up blind at the age of 12, and then several years later being stripped of my constitutional rights by my parents. And it's the story of how I had to fight to get my constitutional rights back. It's a very powerful story, and I encourage you to listen to it. And the first 50 people who email me will get a free download of the Audible version. And all you have to do is go on and write a review on Amazon for me. Thank you very much. And now back to the blind view. Anything else to, that's interesting is we all know what's going on. Um, does anybody want to talk about the Amy Coney Barrett hearings at all? Yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, yep. okay. Go ahead. Yep. Go ahead, guys. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to say this, and then y'all can disagree with me if you want to, but I don't think you will. What they did to her and the hearings was nothing more than a witch hunt because Absolutely. because there is no i might get chewed after this back but i'm gonna say what i'm gonna say all right go for it all right there is no mf way that being a woman and a mom i would put up with those questions they handed her mm -hmm. Because as a human being, that was wrong. They're gonna yeah. try. And, she had. She did anything with. What the? That's you got to choke me. She was, he, he, I would have asked, asked her. Um, is she That's what she eventually asked her. I would have asked that woman uh, when I would said no, and I would have turned around and said, "Have you?" I would have. I know that's right. That. I know that's right. Because she asked me that off. question. She asked that question in front of that woman's kids. For God's sake! Oh, the kids are sitting there right behind her, and they were there oh all day God. yesterday. And those questions oh were asked in front of her children, just because the Democrats have a sick mind. They were asked in front of the whole nation and the whole world. Well, see, that's what the, this is. What is and to me, as far as Democrat, Republican, it don't matter. Her, she's a human being first and foremost. Right. Regard, regardless, those questions should have never been even aimed at her. It was a that witch was hunt wrong. from the beginning. That's what I'm saying. It was a witch hunt. They were using any excuse to shoot her down. You know, just period. Like, period. Just like saying it's like calling her a racist and a colonizer because she adopted two black children. But remember, years ago when Halloween was doing it, it was it was like a a, a trending fad. Every every right. celebrity, they were adopting black kids like it was a, a new fashion statement. Yep. All of a sudden now now but it's a it's a problem now when a Christian um conservative woman does it. It's a problem. Mm -hmm. Now so <laughs> I think we all know what we can expect from these Democrats, you know. I really hope and pray that Joe Biden does not win in November, you guys. Can you imagine these guys being in well, I'm gonna say this. 
Now, Leon knows what's what's with me. I'm going to tell the rest of y'all. I am a Democrat, but guess what? I do my homework, and I look at the issues. I don't look at all this mudslinging bullshit they try to hand you on the TV and the radio and the newspapers. I ain't got time for all that mess. Point blank. It's drama. Bullshit. Thank you. I'd rather research and do the work, just like Leon does, to find out what's really going on behind the scenes. Because all the rest of this mess up here is number of smoking mirrors. And that's all there is to it. You know, mm-hmm. it, just like I told, asked when I called a friend this morning to tell her that I voted, she said she was going to do it later on today, too. And like she, like she kind of, you know, I wanted to say something smart to her, but she was like, anybody's better than who we got in office now. And I asked oh, God. I asked her, so what's bad with, I got, what's wrong with Trump? And you can't even answer the question. You know, well, what has he done wrong? And, well, I don't like his attitude. I don't like his, his, his remarks, okay? What about his policies? That's what you should care about. That's it. And all these That's that, what I've been saying. But you don't, but people don't vote like that. They vote on off of emotion. Uh-huh. And that's what's going to get you messed. That's what's going to get you killed. You know, you're going to, you're cutting off your face. I mean, I'm sorry. Cutting off your nose just to spite your, your face. face. Yeah. It's ridiculous. People need to realize that if the Democrats get control of the Senate and the White House, they're going to stack the court. They're going to pack that court up so they can legislate from the court. And then they're going to add all these senators from uh, from Puerto Rico and from Washington, D.C. And Democrats will always be in control till kingdom come. They will never be able to get put out of office. They will always mm-hmm. be in control. And that's what they want. They want control. It's already happened in Virginia. With their state, they, they can't even, they can't even do a, um, a Republican governor anymore. You guys, in the book I'm about to release, I talked about how I remember being a little girl growing up, and I remember people in my community talking about the fact they were saying that people were in our government and that they were going to try to do this to us someday. And here it is, I'm watching it happen in my lifetime. Yeah. You know what I mean? Did any of you hear that stuff when you were growing up? Oh, I've heard about um, this problem. all of my life. <laughs> the, thing about it, <clears throat> the thing about it, you have people that just, they're, they're in denial still. They don't want to believe it, or they just, again, they're not, not going to believe until it until it actually happens. You know, like I said before, I told my brother, look look at Venezuela. We, we, we're heading towards that. Ain't no that idiot told me, uh, this is America, that, that'll never happen. And a year later, look, well, basically two years later, look what's going on. You know, not you know, not he's dead silent about it. They are guys, starving. They are starving in Venezuela. I saw a video yesterday where they were fighting over a pound of flour just to have something to eat. People were getting killed for a bag of flour. You guys, we need to Americans need to wake up and realize what is on the line here. If you are a patriot who loves this country, get to the polls on November third and vote. Because we need to turn out to save our country. They are really trying to t- take it from us. Well, you know, Biden had a rally in, in Arizona. No one showed up. <laughs> yeah, one in Pennsylvania, no one showed up. Yeah, but we can't depend on that. Can't no, we depend can't. on that because they're, they're not letting people in because of the COVID-19. Yeah. They're doing it but, but look at so Trump's rallies, though. Look at his rally Biden. yesterday. Well, I understand that. But you can't base that on that because if, if uh, Biden's uh, – People are not letting people in because of that for the protection of the COVID-19. 
That's, that's why it's being done like that. So I don't look at the size of the rallies. I understand Trump's got a huge one, and I agree that there's lots of them there, but it's all being controlled right now. So don't, don't base it on that. No, but I was nothing, nothing should be based on anything that's going on right now, except and don't issues. believe the polls. Do not oh, believe God, no. the polls. Oh, Tim, you can never believe the polls. Aren't the polls wrong every election? <clears throat> or yeah, now, the, if the you believe the polls, elections in our lifetime, they've been wrong. If you believe the polls, he is going to, uh, Joe Biden's going to do what uh, Barack Obama did. And there is no way in hell people are going to vote for that man more than they vote, voted for Barack Obama. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I was saying, Tim, I wasn't going, I was based on what, what happened um, in Arizona. Look, look what happened. There was, there was a local news station there. It's like, oh my God, it's empty here. And it was, and it was an open space. It wasn't no inside deal. It was open space. Well, they, what they did, they had people out there and they had them standing in these white circles and they were measured apart. So I think there's like 15 or 20 people there and that was it. So they can only have 20 people in there because, you know, the Democrats are scared to death of this COVID-19, which yes, is not, a, they are so scared of it. And really there's nothing to fear. At the beginning of it, I would say, yes, there was a lot to fear about it. Well, but now so we what? have the therapeutics and the medications to get so you through. The, the Democrats wanted to scare everybody and they succeeded in scaring their own voters. They are probably going to wind up scaring their own voters away from the polls this year because of this nonsense. Yeah. You, but I have uh, never traveled so much as I have in the past three months. And I am not scared of COVID-19. Yeah, you I'm just wear a mask to out there. We should all be able to go vote safely. I, I wear a mask. I clean my hands, but I go everywhere I want to go. I am not going to have COVID-19 dictate my life. Have you heard the news about um, Mr. Barry, Ob um, Barry Obama? <laughs> What's that? You know, about, about what happened to SEAL Team 6? Oh, I heard something about I that. I think Can something's going to happen. The way and Trump tweeted about it yesterday. Yeah. You know, um, how he lived, how Obama, Biden, and, and Hillary eliminated the team that took out Osama bin Laden. Yes. I'm like, wow. I looked into that. I'm like, wow. That's just, that's, that's messed up. It all, relates, it all relates to Benghazi. And oh my God, that crooked piece of crap, Obama. I might, I know I'm going to get flack for it, but I don't care. You know, the truth needs to come out. That That is, that should be hung in, in the, should be well, Barack Obama should be charged for treason because they keep on talking about, you know, uh, Donald Trump said there's not going to be a, a peaceful transition. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a peaceful transition from the last administration. They were trying to coup on Barack, uh, uh, Donald Trump from the minute go. And Barack Obama ends up being in the middle of all this. He's a flat ass liar. Yep. You know, it goes back to Hillary's emails and like, and like Louis said, if Trump got in office, we all go, we all are gonna hang. That's why all this coup, all this crap has been out. The impeachment, which didn't work, the Russian bull crap didn't work, this COVID crap didn't work. You know, now the riots, and that's not that seemed not to work. They they're trying to throw everything but the kitchen sink at the man, and it seemed not to if the man comes out on top all the time. You know, they know it's over. They know that deep state is, is coming unraveled now. I hope 
well, Leon, we have his job we're gonna have to worry about we're gonna have to worry about the Democrats from here on because they are wanting that power. If they don't get it in this year, they're gonna to try to get it in four years. And so we've got to always be on guard because they're not gonna give this up. Yeah. It's it's sad. The truth is coming out. And I hope that guy that I hope that whistleblower foot is is I hope they protect him because he said he's on his way to see Don Jr. and then hopefully to the president. I hope that they they protect him. <laughs> I hope he doesn't I hope it doesn't Epstein himself. Well, we're we're in trying times right now, and I'm scared for my country. And like I said, we've always got to be on guard from here on because the Democrats, once they get power, kiss it goodbye. Yeah, Uh, we've been in trying times long before now. They uh, they are the enemy of the state. Actually, they are, and so is the media. And we all need to wake up and smell the coffee and realize. We are a bunch of sheep being led down to slaughter if we listen to their bullshit. Leon, ain't that what we were talking about yesterday? Yeah, I mean, okay, I, it's like I'm always, I'm always fighting people, arguing with people. I'm tired of arguing with them about, you know, ain't it funny how the how the media is biased against Trump? They never done this against any other president, but Trump, they just hate the man. You know, they everything they everything he says, they take out of context. Mm-hmm. You know, and now they want to get rid of the Electoral College. It's funny, <clears throat> excuse me, that same Electoral College voted a black, black, a black man twice as president. Now that you didn't get your way in 2016, you want to get rid of it? I'll be damned. Mm-hmm. But that's, what, that's how the Democrats are. They're like whining little babies. They don't get their way. They want to they wanna change the rules now. Mm-hmm. That's why they want to change the uh, Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Like and that idiot Biden said the other day, we we don't deserve to know if he's going to stack the courts. That's exactly what he yes, said. You guys, he the the vice presidential debate that was a mess. Um, that was horrible. Yes, it Pence was. The vice like, presidential debate. Pence that it came out and said, "Hey." Trump believes that the American people can, have, can continue to make their own decisions. And, and Ms. Harris says, Joe Biden and I don't believe the American people know what they're doing. Well, then it was a great debate because it was clear where both sides stand. But that's the thing, though. <laughs> These idiots, all they kept talking about was the damn fly. Yeah, the fly. About what she said about the she has no policy. But, no, uh, it was, it's clear that one says knows that the American people can make up their own minds, and the other doesn't. Mm-hmm. But but the media doesn't pick up on that, and nope, and they don't don't really care. It's anything but. I think it's going to be a landslide in November. I, I doubt that. Me too. It's going to be fought. It's going to be fought. It's Larry. Yep. We're going to, what's going to go to court. It's going to end up in the Supreme Court's hands. I can guarantee you that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a great big mess because there's going to be a whole lot of smoke and bears. Yep. But worse. <laughs> yep. That's why I said I voted yesterday at my poll, and today I'm putting my absentee ballot in the mail. <laughs> you guys, no, but seriously, here, people are getting two ballots. 
if they put in for um, a Braille ballot, they send them the Braille ballot, and then they send them the large print ballot. Mm. Are you serious, Kim? Well, I know people that this has happened to. Oh, wow. Well, so I'm they glad could, if they wanted to, vote oh, twice. Wow. Well, I'm glad that the, that the Texas Supreme Court, the GOP won their um, that case yesterday about only one. It's only one place you can take your um, mail-in ballot to. Here in Houston, it's where the um, it's where Texas play. That's where you drop off your mail-in ballot at. So, mm-hmm. well, and, and Democrats are mad. They're pissed about that. So, oh, oh well. Have, and look, and look what happened in Denton, Texas, um, the other day. A, a mayor candidate got arrested for stuffing ballot boxes. The, the idiot had the had the ballots in his house. Oh my God. He's going to the sheriff broke book in his house and, and found him, and now he's going to go bye bye. Easily, oh can you be? <laughs> no, that's greed. That's what that is. You know, was that was like greed. That. Oh, that's yeah. just like the Ilmar Omar up there in Minnesota. Minnesota, they've caught her, her people out there buying ballots, and they have one guy had four hundred ballots in his car. So, show up. and they've got this on film. They've got this on film. Look at, uh, yeah, it's on. It's on YouTube. It's uh, that's sad. Uh, uh, Project Veracost, and he's got them, and it, they're being investigated because she's stuffing the ballots for her, and uh, and and uh, oh, well, sleeping Biden. So, there is a lot of voter fraud going on. And that's what's so sad. And I remember reading, where was it at? Um, it was behind some building where a dumpster was full of That's ballots. in Pennsylvania. That was in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was a dumpster full of ballots behind this building. You guys, it's happening all over the place and in various it ways. Is. That's why I wish we'd go back to the old days where you had one day to vote. One day. Yeah. If you didn't go vote, you didn't get to vote in. And I think we need to go back to that system. You get one day, you show up, you're in line for 12 hours, you're in line for 12 hours. Well, they you know what? so people can vote online. Oh, no, that can, be, that can be hacked. That can be hacked. It I sure can, it. all but the time. But think about all the people who might not be able to make it on that one day, Tim. Like well, right now, I'm terrified that if I don't go vote in one of the early voting booths come election day, I'll have the virus and I won't be able to go vote. You know? Well, the old days, you you had one day to vote, and that was it. And it was more secure than ever back in those good days. Did this there nowadays? Also weren't as, there also weren't as many people in voting true. age. That's true. true. That's the difference. That's true. And we didn't have social media. Nope. <laughs> Not like it is now. No. no. <laughs> now, the social media was the telephone, the TV, and the radio. <laughs> yep, <laughs> but they went into sensationalism back then as they are now. Oh yeah, TV oh, was TV was tightly TV was guys. tightly censored. Radio was uh, regulated by the FCC, and it wasn't a whole bunch of this. Who shot John? Who slapped Mary? None of that. You do know. Um... <laughs> You do know that if you if you if you at work, your job has to let you off work to go vote. That's about that's yep, about that's by law. So, guys, for those of us on the panel, do any of you wish that we were living twenty years ago? No, hell no, 
Me neither. I Jesus Christ Almighty. Mm-mm. 20 years ago, that was saying, hell on earth. I see what or you're saying. 40 years about ago? The... You know what I mean? Back in 1980? Well, uh, like I president. said. Yay. That's 40. <laughs> I won't even I'll go take in the president. I'll take the president. Ronald Reagan. Reagan. <laughs> You yeah, know, but things, things were starting to get crazy at that point. I was four years old in 1980, and so I remember the 80s and the 90s, so. <clears throat> no, I was, I, was, I was working at a regular job at that point and still had my son. Trust me, I remember 1980 and the 80s well. I have no wish to go back there. No, no, no. Mm-mm. Well, somebody on the panel is finally talking about the good old days, so that's why I, I just want to remind you what the good old days meant. We didn't have all this cool technology <laughs> we have now. I wouldn't even thought about then, so I don't know. <laughs> you were a gleam in your daddy's eye, weren't you? Yep, until 87, until I, till I popped out my mama. But I remember the 90s fondly, and I remember the 2000, early 2000s when it was a hell hole. Everything was starting to go down in the 2000s. What year were you born, Leon? 87. Oh, okay. So you're, well, 11 years younger than me. I thought you were already high school. I was already high school. I was, I was just now, um, hell, I I remember the nights where kids would still play outside. They don't even do that. Yep. Yep. Play outside till the night. Like, street lights came on. Oh, I remember doing that when I was a kid. Yeah. Roger, boss, hell. Like my dad said, you don't even see kids but getting bicycles for Christmas anymore. That used to be the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A new bicycle under the tree. Hell yeah. <laughs> Speaking of bicycles, <laughs> do you guys know anybody who's tried to get a bike during this quarantine that we just got out of? Because um, here, no. my sister well, and several of my friends went to get bikes during the quarantine and they were sold out everywhere, right? And my sister actually wound up having to order one and it's on back order. She ordered it in August and it's still on back order. It's supposed to be here sometime between now and sometime in November. Mm. Well, you know, here in Houston, that you know, we have those uh, rental bike um, thing kiosks downtown. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can rent a bike and for for the whole day, but you can you can you can you can return to any kiosk you want. Oh, that's cool. I don't trust that crap because all people aren't are not saying it. Well, they're supposed to come and clean them, but yeah. you know, those things are always sold out. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got a question for the panel. What's that, Tim? Should be should felons be able to vote? Uh, uh, if they did their if they served their time, you know, yes, I, I see what you're saying, Tim. Yes and no. It, it depends what they what their crime was too, because some felons they don't need to do nothing but sit. Hell, some of them still should be locked up. If you ask me, I think if they've served their time that they've paid their their penalties to society, so they should be able to vote, but their votes should not be able to be bought by rich politicians like oh. what has gone on in this election. Oh, he got caught with Bloom, Bloom Turd. Bloomberg? And, and LeBron James was doing it too. It's uh-huh. so funny that, that, that no one heard about that. He was doing it too. Innocent until proven guilty. I think if it him? depends... Innocent until proven guilty. Um, and if you're on death row, you should not be voting. Oh, no. I think, I think no, it depends on if it's a... I believe if it's a... You shouldn't be voting. It's when you're out of prison. If you already served your... You know, you yeah. paid off the debt to society. 
Mm-hmm. I think it depends on the crime you do. If it's a, uh, uh, a, a what they call white collar crime, I'm okay with it. But if it's anything with any violence or anything like that, you should lose your ability to the vote. Yeah. Oh, but Tim, some of these white collar crimes are being committed by politicians who are screwing our system. That's treason. I think treason should be at the top of the list. Nobody, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. nobody's convicted of treason anymore. Yeah. Well, I know, and that's a problem. <laughs> and the, the definition of white collar crimes is changing. Constantly. Uh, it's changing all the time. And so that's why people get away with it. Well, I think yep. rapists, murderers, and child molesters, and drug dealers, and all that stuff should never be able to vote again. But if you go out and uh, do something that's really nothing that's you know, hurt anybody other than in the pocket, I guess. Like but, selling uh, pot? Yeah, so I don't know. It's just, I believe that certain crimes, it's okay, but if you do, like I said, any violent criminal activity, then you shouldn't be able to vote. Well, okay, so look- now, what is your definition of the, just curious, what is your definition put forth of the drug dealer, the big time person that is dealing all sorts of drugs or the small person that sells a little marijuana once in a while. Well, you can't well, do the big drug My definition of it, you know, um, um, Larry, you're talking about a drug kingpin, like, like yeah, the big man on yeah. top. What? Okay. Yeah. Them, you know, is a, it depends, man. You know, like that K2 crap and I don't care about weed. I really don't care. My thing is the meth and the and the coke and the, the the black tar heroin. That's what's killing people. You know, and these pills. That's the stuff. Okay, I'm, that would agree with mine. Okay, I was just wondering what his what how he classified when he made the general term drug dealer as far you know. You know, I've seen people. Um, you know, hell, look at all these stash houses being well. Here in Houston, you know, all these people that live in the suburbs, they go buy these houses and make them stay, they make them grow houses. You know, I mean, you you would never know who who's um who oh, excuse me, who who your neighbors are. You know. Right. Um it surprised me to know that some people that I knew personally were, were dope dealers. I'm like, I'll be damned. That was just the most cleanest cut person you ever seen. You know, no wonder right. they got a they got a fancy house and a, and a nice car. I I never knew till they got caught, till they got busted. I'm like, huh? You never know. But can we please talk about Mister about what he did to our, you know, my 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 whole family? They're a military family. You know, what if that was my brother that got killed? You know, over there in Afghanistan because of Obama's bullshit. You know, wow. you, do do you do know why they eliminated SEAL Team Six? They, they killed him. They killed him because that was not supposedly that wasn't Bin Laden that they killed, and Iran was gonna was gonna snitch. That's why Obama gave him over one hundred and fifty billion dollars of our money. So, are you guys saying that President Biden and some other people in our government had SEAL Team Six? Bingo, bingo. I have not heard about this yet. Um, I've heard, I've been heard I've heard it before, but now mm-hmm. it's coming. It's coming clear what happened. The night that they got killed, 
they were in an old, old um, Vietnam helicopter, a Chinook, and you're not supposed to put both your team, all your, your whole team on a, on a helicopter. Like, they're supposed to be separate. There were no support helicopters, like attack helicopters with them. And out of the blue, here come a Stinger missile from the Taliban, and it took them down. Everybody on, there, on board was killed. Everybody. So this, this is a pretty serious charge. What news media broke this, Leon? There wasn't no news. It was independent media. You know, the, the, oh, so it's, is it like on YouTube and stuff? No. No, I mean, it's on YouTube, but like, oh, um, what's the news network that broke it to me? The, the next news network, they're a Christian network, and they're very, very um, unreliable oh, sources. There's a Christian news network? Mm-hmm. They call oh, um, the next news network. Or oh, is it TBN? Hmm? CBN. Oh, CB. Oh, Christian Broadcasting Network? No, they, they call the next news network. Oh, and, the next news networks? Oh. Mm, that's, that's what broke it to me, and they're very credible. Very credible. And now, and President Trump yesterday tweet, tweet, um, tweeted about it. So, so does the net, does the next news channel actually have a station on cable TV, or is it just online? Then just on news now. Just on YouTube. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. If Trump tweeted about it, you know it's, some, it's you know it's gaining steam now. Mm-hmm. I hope they bring charges against. I really hope they found they bring charges against that traitor. You know. Yeah. You know, think about what if I what if I um, decided that well I couldn't join the military? What if that was me? You know, mm-hmm. my family would my family would have been lied to. Mm-hmm. You know, Hillary is we all know she's crooked, and Joe Biden, his son, that his crackhead son needs to go down to. Is he is always on the fence for his crackhead son? But it's come out today that they've got the their emails of his sons coming out and the day of reckoning uh, is coming. That's the emails coming out that he introduced his daddy to those people over there in Russia when Biden said he was never introduced. But we've got the email saying, uh, no, you were introduced. So there's going to be an investigation now real quick. But Joe Biden is one of the most crookedest people there is in office. I thought that he is tied to everything. Mm-hmm. 37 years is a long time to get your name added on. Well, come to find out his family his brother-in-law is 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 got stock in the uh, the vaccine of for COVID nineteen, and he keeps telling Biden all kinds of stuff of what to do. Well, yeah, he wants to because he wants to get the money. It's all about money. Joe Biden is his whole family's attached to corruption. You, and yeah. were you going to say something, Kim? I, it, the whole thing just makes me mad. <laughs> And, and, and the media, is, the, the regular media, other than Fox, is not talking about it. And yeah, it, just, it was a news flash this morning about these emails that are coming out. And now it's going to be investigated by the FBI, and it's going to be investigated by Homeland Security. Yeah. I'm, this is why, you know, I just, you know, for real, I kept thinking about that last night about SEAL Team 6. You know, we've been, we've been duped the whole time, you know. I'm like, wow, and you just eliminate them. And, be- and the funny thing about it, the sad thing about it, one of the members before they were killed in a helicopter told his dad when he came home, you know, get my wheel ready because I don't think I'm coming home. He knew something was going to happen to him. He knew it. This is what his dad said. You know, I'm like, wow, really? Your own government betraying you like that and you're supposed to be fighting for him. 
that just really shocks me, you guys, and I'm really disheartened by that. I'll have to go online and investigate it myself. That's just... That's not even that big about Obamagate, like Tim said earlier. You're spying on the... Um, um, you're Trump spying on, on... Yeah. Mm. <laughs> wow. And it's funny, like I said, the day of reckoning is... But, is to, but, to set, but to set up a group of our military men and women who, I, well, I don't know if it was men and women or just men well, or just women, SEAL but... Team, no, Navy SEALs are men, but they okay, had so, other... Okay, so set, set up the Navy SEAL team that took out bin Laden to set them up for extermination? Yes. And, and they took out bin Laden who attacked our country? Is, that is akin to being on the side of the terrorists. Supposedly took him out. That, that's why Iran was going to threaten to... They were going to spill the beans if um, Obama didn't give up the money. Mm. That, hey... They messed up. That was not. Oh, that was not. Oh, um, Bin Laden. That they mm -hmm. killed. Mm -hmm. But that piece of crap, you know, he lied. Except that lied to the whole world that we killed him, and mm -hmm. now the, it's coming out that we didn't. Oh, I remember when Obama did his victory lap about catching Obama and all that stuff. I was not impressed. Well, the thing about it, they were talking about they buried him at sea, and that you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to bury him facing Mecca. Yeah. How do you know Muslims don't bury at sea? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, like I said, it's all corruption, man. And that's why Hillary, that's why they, that's what, not Hillary, but well, she's involved, but that's why they, they throw everything at Trump. You know, he, he's spilling the beans on everything. That's why this, this pandemic happened. That's why Russia Gate happened. That's why the impeachment crap happened with Ukraine. And it, um, it's not and it's not working now. That's why that's why Trump was saying, you know, the October surprise. I hope this was the surprise he was talking about. I really do. Leon, how are your studies going? Um, they're doing great. I had class before I joined before I joined under view today, and I have a, a tutoring session at three. So oh. it's going it's going great. So like I say, this this semester the math is coming together. I'm seeing what's working and what and what doesn't work. You know, but Are it's, you having, it's a work in progress. I've, I've heard that math is really hard to master. Um, it's not hard. It's, it's just people are afraid of math. I'm not afraid of it. It's just I need people to, I can't sit there in the classroom and learn. I need one-on-one, mm -hmm. -on -one, you know. That's, that's my thing with math for me. Mm -hmm. Some people can learn in a group environment in math. I can't. So do you have, do you have someone online that you meet with to yeah, help you uh -huh. with that? Oh, that's but they good. say in two weeks, um, we we can go back to campus. So I'm gonna just make an appointment and go see him next, starting in yeah two weeks. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, before I went blind, I was an ace at math, and so I can still pretty much do math in my head. And but I I do understand why math is has can be more difficult for people who've never been able to see. And I got the and I got the X in myself because I got to grab a bite to eat and get ready for my next class. Yeah. My, my tutoring session. Yeah. So I'll be so, jolly do. Are you guys ready to shut down the show then? It's up to you, Becca. It's your show. <laughs> is it just you and me left or is Kim still on? No, Kim Kim left. And okay. it's me, is it me? Joanna, do you have anything else you'd like to add? Um just basically everybody just use your head, do the research. Check things out and just don't listen to the hype and bullcrap that the three ring circus the media has presented has given you. 
Mm-hmm. Take the time, do the work, and then go make your decision and vote. Point blank. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're a blind viewer, you can get access to the media through NFB Newsline and several other sources. And there's the radio you can turn on and your local cable news. I just strongly encourage our, our viewers, whether you're blind or sighted, to get involved and start trying to educate yourself on what's really going on. You got 21 days to election, or 20 days to election day. Mm. Yep, until all hell breaks loose. Yep. Okay. Is there anything else anybody else would like to add? I'm I'm done because I got to go. I talked. I'm good. Okay, Tim. Tim, was there something you were saying? Tim already left. Okay, great. Thank you for joining us today on Becca's World for the Blind View. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you have any questions you'd like us to tackle on the Blind View, please email them to us at info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com and we will also confront those issues on the show. Please like, share, and hit the subscribe button. Peace out. Thank you for watching Becca's World. Please like, share, and subscribe to my channel.